Hello, hello, my friends. It's Jesse, your beauty mentor. This is episode 12. We're going to be talking all about raising your value, how to do it, how simple it actually is, much simpler than you think, and how to do it, most importantly, right now, not later, if and when you get whatever you want. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about how to do it right now. If at any point in the episode you catch a golden nugget or you hear a truth bomb, take a quick screenshot and tag me on Instagram at I am Yessie Marie. I have my Instagram linked in the show notes, and we're going to get right to it, guys. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another read and chat. We are on chapter six today of The Illusion of Money, and we're gonna be talking about raising your value. I know this one's gonna be amazing. I was skimming through my highlighted pieces, and man, this chapter is good. A little bit of a longer one. I think it's about 11 pages. Super good. Let's get into it. If, as if you've been reading, you've discovered things about yourself that you didn't know before, you've remembered something that you forgot, or you've been feeling expanded or excited, then realize that you've been raising your value. By choosing to spend your time and your money on something that's helping you deepen your connection to yourself, you're raising your value. Many people believe their value is based on how, how much money they have. They talk about their net worth and assume that everything they have accumulated is what makes them valuable, but your value is not what you have in the bank or your job or your business connections. Your true value is based on how closely connected to yourself you are. It's about how much access you have to the infinite nature of your being. What you are is infinite creativity and infinite value. So if you are deeply connected to yourself, then you're connected to your infinite value. You may not completely believe that you have infinite value yet, but that's okay. That's why I wrote this book. I love how he he links your value and like your good stuff always to your creativity and like like the joy around creativity i don't know about you guys but i always feel i think that's why i like makeup so much just the freedom of creativity i love doing like diy crafty stuff and sometimes people tell me oh my god it's such a headache i don't see the i don't know i don't see the the headache in it i see the hands-on and my ability to like create free, to be creative. And like, I find so much joy in anything creative. Um, and I know people like express that in different ways, but for me, it's it's definitely artistic. Even though I can't draw or paint for the life of me, <laughs> I can do use of nice makeup and I love doing um, DIY stuff. So if you don't yet believe or truly feel in your body that your infinite creativity and infinite value, can you at least believe that you have infinite imagination? We're back on this imagination topic. If not, then think of an elephant. Now picture a giraffe. Now think of an elephant with a giraffe's neck and the face of a lion. See, you can think of anything. You do have an infinite imagination. If you can think of things that don't exist, then you can bring them into the world. It goes back to what I was saying yesterday of how you're made in God's image and it was his imagination and therefore you have the imagination. He thought of you and like created you. So then the things, if you can, if you're created in his image, you can do those same things. So what you think of, you can create. I love that. Think, um, let me wear whatever. If you can think of things that don't exist, then you can bring them into the world. Some things might be harder than other things to physically bring into the world, like Lyle, Elephant, Raph, but there's still an unlimited amount of possibilities. Every single invention, every piece of art, every building, every song, every book, it didn't exist in the world until it was created. Even though we have these unlimited imaginations that let us create almost anything we can think of, most people don't use their imagination to create what they want. They focus on what's going wrong. 
They use the infinite resources of their mind to create worst case scenarios. That is so freaking true. And then spend all of your creative energy trying to fix or prevent the things that haven't even happened yet. This is a major cause of anxiety. In many ways, anxiety is a sign that you are a creative genius, but you're not channeling your creativity into something that inspires you. For me, anxiety mainly shows up when I'm not living in my highest creativity. It's usually when I'm doing something that I've gotten used to, my mind is bored, and I'm pulled into something that's taking me beyond myself. The weird thing is, people's anxiety and stress comes around not having enough money. It's the exact same creative energy that could actually create millions. If it was channeled into this moment instead of constantly building an imagined nightmare of future that doesn't exist yet. So your value is not based on how much money you have because you're the source of your value. You're the source of your money. You're the source of your creativity. You're connected to all of that. Money might fly at you the moment you start to realize the true value that you are, but money doesn't create what your value is. I love that. It's kind of like a tongue twister, but you think of it. If you're the source of creativity and you're the source of your value, then you're the source of your money. Money showing up is a result of you stepping into the infinite value that you always have access to. But it's a result of your value, not what makes you valuable. It's like you have this infinite bank account in another dimension in the form of unlimited ideas, unlimited creativity. All you have to do is transfer it into this dimension by bringing your creativity into the real world. The way you develop the ability to connect with those ideas is by accepting and moving beyond all your limitations and fearful beliefs that have been cutting you off from what you actually are. That's a super good analogy. It's like another dimension has everything that you want and it's like, how do I channel into that frequency to be able to bring it into the world that I'm in right now? Those ideas show up as soon as you stop carrying the belief that you are not worthy of them. So by reading this book right now, you're slowly undoing those habitual beliefs that keep your infinite bank account out of reach and you're moving closer to accessing your true value think of someone like oprah we all love oprah oprah is extremely rich but oprah isn't just rich she's valuable she's tapped into an aspect of her unlimited creativity and brings ideas into this world in a way that makes her very valuable if oprah's account was wiped out tomorrow she'd still be incredibly abundant and able to create millions because of the value that she has developed through the years of stepping more and more into the full expression of herself her open heart, her ability to talk with people and help them share their stories, her ability to connect with herself and with others, her gratitude, her generosity. These are all assets that she's created by raising her value, her bank account followed. Super good analogy. Now imagine someone who has hundreds of millions of dollars, but instead of learning to connect with themselves and accessing internal value to create their money in a sustainable way, they inherited or won that money somehow. If they lost everything, they might not be able to create the same type of instant value that Oprah could. They have the same potential to create value that Oprah does like everybody else, but they might not be aware of that potential because they haven't built the same internal awareness of value that Oprah did. If you make money more important than your connection to yourself, you'll probably end up losing both. You won't be able to sustain external abundance if your internal value doesn't match it. If you see your bank account as worth millions, but you don't see yourself as worth millions, you'll unconsciously do whatever you can to make sure the money matches what you think you're worth. So what are the ways you can start to actually raise your value instead of just your bank account? Well, there's many different ways. Moving beyond old beliefs, accepting all of yourself, harnessing your appreciation, 
Anything that you do that moves you away from addictive patterns and limitations of your mind and that move you closer to your connection with yourself and your natural creativity is how you can raise your value. We can also raise our value by simply seeing ourselves as more valuable. The same way we don't often allow ourselves to feel love until we have an external excuse of being in love with somebody else. You also don't allow yourself to feel more valuable until you have an external reason of why you are more valuable. That is so freaking true. In other words, most of us probably wouldn't believe that we're worth making $10 million a year until we actually start bringing in $10 million a year. Because we're so dependent on some type of external validation of what your value is, you usually see yourself as worthy of only what you currently are receiving. But obviously, we can receive value in so many different ways, not just money. So typically, we look at what we're currently receiving and then reinforce that belief that's what we are worth by continuing to think and take action from that limited level of value. Oh my God, I love that limited level of value. That creates a similar level of receiving and starts to cycle all over again. It's like, it, it is a vicious cycle. Like, I won't believe I'm worthy of 10 million a year until I see myself making 10 million a year. But you're never going to take make 10 million a year until you see yourself see not are this guy the madre if we're able to bypass needing an outside reason for feeling more abundant and we're able to enter into a higher vibration of value directly what if we could instantly begin to feel and act in a way that made us more valuable <clears throat> think on that for a second <clears throat> all right story time I recently watched a client of mine, Sarah, do exactly this within a matter of a few days. <clears throat> Sarah's an incredibly talented musician. Sometimes she gets booked to perform at big venues and open for huge bands where she gets paid up to 10K a night. Even though she's already enjoying a level of success, when I worked with her, I noticed that she spoke, she spoke and asked questions about her career from a place of fear. So I asked her what was in her life that was bringing her value down. I learned that for the last 10 years or so, even though she was getting these major gigs and seemed to be on the verge of a huge career, she was also still performing at a bar on the weekends for 300 bucks a night. Man, look at that. You're getting 10K gigs, but you're still working 300K gigs, um, $300 gigs. It was obvious to me that constantly going back to this place that valued her at a level before which be below what she was actually worth was a major thing that was creating a lower internal value in her. She had a story around this bar that made her afraid to leave it. And it also was making her unable to receive amazing possibilities that were right in front of her. Why would anybody pay more for her if she's constantly accepting gigs at a lower amount and telling the world that that's what she's worth? It's not about going to a level where you make more money. It's about expanding to the level where you're on the edge of your creativity, sharing your gifts with more people, and doing something that's a hell yes in your body. Performing at the bar was like her way of constantly installing Windows 95 in, your brand, in her brand new computer. It wasn't calling to her soul. In order to step into the new higher value dimension, she needed to make space to receive on a new level by disconnecting from this thing that was keeping an old vibration alive. So after we discussed it for a while, she chose to make the faith-based decision to quit that job, to quit the ongoing thing that kept her just comfortable enough, but to not really grow. Once she let go of the old low vibration job, her confidence went through the roof. The way she spoke changed, and she had a new power that was obvious when you talked to her. A week later, a booking agent 
that she had been wanting to work with for the last three years decided he wanted to represent her and she was suddenly in the position to get a higher level offer all of the time. Sarah transcended her old story of what her value is by letting go of the things she thought was keeping her safe and moving toward an excited, expansive possibility. And immediately, her value went up through the roof. Now, Sarah only accepts gigs that are representative of this new value of level that she's embodying because she's moved past the fear of risking it all and created a new internal alignment with the genius creator that she actually is. That's a mouthful. Move past the fear of risking it all and create a new internal alignment with the genius creator you actually are. When you release yourself from the things in your life that are lowering your internal value and preventing you from growth, you'll start to naturally move toward the things that are at a higher level and increase your value even more. This whole story of her with the little gig and the big gig, that was my life with the pharmacy and not letting go of the pharmacy for so long that I read this and it's, it's literally, that's, my, that's the story that I relate to so, so, so much. You might start waking up early and doing yoga instead of watching the news or scrolling through Facebook. You might start eating healthier. You'll be able to feel the things that you're in support of your old story and move toward the things that support your new vibration. It could be turning off the TV and reading a book. It could be meditating more. Raising your value is about moving in a direction that's different and more expansive than what you did yesterday. Oof. That's a quote to read every day. It's about letting go of the things that reinforce your old small vision of what you're worth. It's doing the things that grow you and kill the old story of your limited past. Oof. It's spending your time in a way that brings you closer to yourself instead of farther away. You're the only one who can know what is when that's happening or what that expansive feeling is like. This is a process of learning to listen to that feeling of expansion and following it more and more. The more you begin to honor those feelings and move towards the things that feel light in your body, the more you'll begin to raise your value. Your value is going to start to increase because you're valuing yourself more. You're valuing your time more. You're spending your time doing the things that your soul is calling you toward and starting to ignore your mind's addictive pull toward old habits. I've seen this quote a couple times and I love it. It's like when somebody asks you, hey, do you want to do this? If your gut doesn't say hell yes, then it's a hell no. It's There's no gray. It's black or white. You want to do it. You don't want to do it. And people pleasers, <laughs> hell yes or hell no. There's no in between. There's no, ay, pero, pobrecita, I need to do it because no, pobrecita, you. Black or white, hell yes or hell no. Time is one of the few things that you actually have a limited supply of. The way you spend your time is the greatest testament to how much you truly value yourself. If you spend your time connecting to yourself through meditation and expanding and discovering the infinite creativity that you have, then it's going to be very difficult to stay at a, a job that doesn't offer you the level of value that you know you're capable of. Boom. That was me. And why every time, every day I would go into that pharmacy, it was like, I was hitting a rock. I was hitting a rock because per internally I was doing this growth, but externally I was letting those limiting beliefs of what if, oh my God, it's scary. What if, what if, what if, what if it goes good? How about that one? It will be very hard for you to stay in a relationship where the other person doesn't value you as much as you value yourself. It'll be very hard for you to eat food that doesn't give a high value to your body. Oh my God, Alex says that all the time. I'm allergic to so many things and I still want to eat them. And he's like, if you know that hurts your body and your temple, why do you even want to put it in your body? <laughs> Eating food that doesn't give a high value to your body. As you start to truly uncover the magic of what you are underneath your limiting beliefs that are telling you you're only worth a certain number of dollars an hour, 
your bar will begin to raise and your circumstances are going to start to change to match your new level of value. You raise your value by making your time more valuable. Oh, I love that. You raise your value by making your time more valuable. That doesn't take anything. That doesn't take rocket science. That just takes you making a decision. You make your time more valuable by doing only the things that expand you, change you, and move you beyond who you used to be. Huh? Hold up. Highlighter. I make a huge star here. Oh, this is so good. You make your time more valuable by doing only the things that expand you, change you, and move you beyond what you used to be. If you decide that you're more valuable than watching three hours of YouTube videos about cats falling off refrigerators and instead actually change your behavior, then you'll begin to create the space for something more valuable to come through in that moment. Maybe instead of watching YouTube, you'll start writing a book or start a YouTube channel of your own, or maybe even a new, a new YouTube called NewTube, which will likely have an uphill battle at the start because of obviously legal issues. Basically what I'm saying is, move as if your time is temporary and your money isn't, because that's the damn truth. You have an unlimited potential for making money and a limited amount of time on this planet. If you're spending your time as if it's infinite and you see money as if it's something that's scarce, you're doing it backwards. You get to choose how you spend your time. The only and only you can determine what your time is worth. If you believe that you're a victim of what your company pays you, you can give yourself an instant raise by spending your time getting to know yourself on a deeper level and bypassing all the inner barriers that have blocked you from becoming the most amazing version of yourself. That has nothing to do with your boss everything to do with you. If you work on yourself more than you work for other people, your value will start to skyrocket. Skills are not what is amazing. You are amazing. Someone who has a valuable skill is great, but someone who's deeply connected to herself and able to move and evolve into a higher vision every single day, that's priceless. It's never a lack of skills that prevents anyone from creating the income they desire. It's only a lack of connection to the calling of their soul. Mic drop. I feel like I gotta end this. I feel like we gotta end this right here. I gotta mention this again. Because honestly, what I didn't realize this for myself, and it usually happens to a lot of moms, until it's affecting your kids. Because sometimes, and, and anybody, in, I guess in whatever situation, for me, it happened to happen once I became a mom. When I was, when I became, I never mind working and killing myself. My work ethic has always been through the roof, and I, I just get shit done. I, I will, it's, it's kind of bad. I will drag myself, but just to get it done. And it's actually a pretty negative thing. But once I started seeing that that was taking my time away from my kids, and I go back to Kaylin's first year. When I had Kaylin, I was dying to get back to work and get back to my grind. And I did, and I, I literally missed Kaylin's whole first year. I, I missed her entire first year, and it, it crushes me because it's something that you can't go back on. And that's when I remember... I used to just pray, like, I need time, I need time, 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 time. Like, I didn't even give a shit about money anymore. It was just time. But obviously, you got bills to pay. You got to trade your time for money. And I just realized, I don't want to do that shit anymore. I just don't want to do it anymore. There has to be another way. And people used to think that I was crazy because of the old Cuban mentality of, tiene que trabajar, tiene que trabajar. Like, you know, you need to work to make money. Money's not going to fall from the sky. Money doesn't grow on trees. And in my imagination, I was like, no, there has to be another way. I remember when I was studying to be a pharmacist, 
there was a church service that Pastor Troy in Potential Church, he had said, God will never put a dream in your heart without giving you everything you need to accomplish it. So in my imagination, that's why I love that whole imagination teaching. In my imagination, if I can imagine a way to be a successful career woman, businesswoman, and still be able to be present with my kids, if I can imagine it, that means that it could freaking happen. I don't know how, I don't know where it's gonna come from. At the time, I thought it was hair, and I tried, and I tried, and I kept pushing with the hair in the salon, and the hair in the salon, and that actually ended me up on another rabbit hole. It was better than pharmacy life, it was better than the nine to five life, or overtime life that I had, but it still wasn't it. It was better, but it wasn't it. And I still kept telling myself, there has to be a way, there has to be a way. I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel because if I can think it, if I can imagine it, I'm gonna keep trying and keep working and keep showing up until I figure it out. And look, it took a couple years, but I did figure it out. And it came packaged in a way that I would have never imagined and said no for a long last time, but the answer was network marketing. That is the plain, blatant truth. That's why I will stand behind it 100% no matter what. Time is what you make it. Time is the value that you give it. You're spending your time as if it's infinite and you see your money as something of it's scarce. It's backwards. It's backwards. There's a quote here on my vision board. I'm going to pop it off so y'all can see it. I've had this on my vision board forever. Time is more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you can never get more time. It took me becoming a mom and losing a year of my youngest daughter's first life to realize this, but you know what? It's never too late and here we are working towards a better future every single day and I hope you guys realize that because it's so true. Time is scarce, not money. Money is not scarce. Money can come and money can go. You can make as much money as you want, but time, you'll never, you'll never, never, never get it back. Let me get back to the book. <laughs> I've seen people go to seminars and events where all they did was learn skill after skill after skill, but because they weren't connected to their soul, their minds were clogged up with all of the strategies and they did nothing with them. No matter how much you teach me how to rebuild a car engine, if I'm not called to do it, and I'm not, I'll probably never be able to learn how to build a car engine, which is why I drive an electric car. If they don't have engines, I think. Anyway, if doing something is not the inspired next step in your evolution, you'll have massive resistance and difficulty in doing it. However, you can learn any skill when you're moving from the excited energy that comes from tapping into your highest calling. That is so, so, so true. If you love what you're doing, you're, you're going to be great at it. If you don't, you don't even know. Everyone on my team has very little idea of how to do many things. Uh, many of the things that we do now in my company. We all just knew it was our calling to co-create together. As a result of following that knowing, each person on the team has blossomed into an expert in different fields that they've expanded into. Dan had almost no experience in video editing when he started. Now he's directing 20-person film crews at our events and CGI ghosts into our sketches. I don't know what the hell that means. Carrie had never produced an event before starting with me and now she's a master producer of events with thousands of attendees. When we're answering our calling, all the skills we could ever need will start to show up when I started this business. <laughs> Everybody thinks that the skill is the hair because it's a beauty business. Hell no. I got no skills, but it was my calling and I'm learning the skills. Moving from, moving from a calling is letting life do the work through you. So what you're doing becomes effortless and the results show up naturally. Money's not a calling. A job is not a calling. Tune yourself to the infinite and always evaluating calling of your soul and the money will come. Realize that money is completely the side effect and the byproduct of finding the real thing that you're looking for. What you're looking for is you. 
You're looking for your own unconditional love and acceptance. You're looking for passion. You're looking for creativity. Money was the side effect of Oprah moving towards her passion for hearing and sharing people's stories. Money was the side effect of Jim Carrey tapping into his childlike playfulness and completely losing himself in his artistic creativity. When you start to unlock these natural gifts inside of yourself, you'll be so in love with being you that no amount of money could ever convince you to do anything other than what your heart is calling you to do. When you feel that way, that's when the money actually comes. It's a test. It's only when the money doesn't really matter that it shows up. Yes, there's people who have made money by manipulating other people, tricking other people, and hurting other people. But in doing that, those people are constantly sacrificing their connection to their soul and their joy. They will eventually feel less and less happy because they're doing those things out of fear and their ego. And this often makes the money they've earned unsustainable. In this new paradigm, we find our connection to ourselves first, move from the joy of expanding into our own creativity and bring true value into the world instead of trying to trick people out of their money. In this space of self-connection, people will want to know what you have. People will want to work with you. People will draw to your obvious joy and will be able to trust you because you're not trying to get something from them. Think of a car salesman who isn't trying to sell you a car but is so connected to himself and internally secure that he brings you actual value because that's what's best for you. Even if it means losing the sale, you would be much more likely to buy a car from him because you don't feel manipulated or pressured. There's a whole new group of people out there who can see through bullshit and want to connect with people who are authentically connected to themselves and this moment. The number one thing that you have to offer people is your connection to the moment. <laughs> Even though you might be selling other products or services, your connection to the moment, your connection to you, and your connection to the infinite truth of what you are, that's what people are truly wanting. Mr. Rogers is priceless. He's worth so much more than money. He brought something timeless to the world, and he did it by being compassionate, patient, and loving. He did it by connecting to himself and bringing an incredible amount of presence to every single moment, to every person and child he interacted with. I recently learned that he meditated for over two hours every morning. That practice, that practice connection to himself and the moment is what we all connected to. That's so true. We all have this foundation-based real Wait, we all have this foundation-based real possibility of creating infinite value inside of ourselves. We all have that same potential as Mr. Rogers or Michael Jordan or Oprah. And our job is to make our value priceless. Our job is to become more than money. Our job is to connect and find a value, a presence, and a contribution to the world that's beyond money. When you go beyond money and create an unattached connection to yourself in the moment, you step into an unlimited flow of abundance. So magical this chapter is so magical the flow of abundance is not just something that sounds nice <clears throat> it's a real thing it's your beating heart it's your it's your growing hair it's the shining sun it's the growing of the plants it's a creative energy that wants to move into this world in a powerful way if you're not stepping into what you are and letting this energy flow in then you're blocking it simple black or white if you're not allowing what you are and the energy to flow in you're blocking it. You're an obstacle to life. It wants to move through you, but your stagnant mental beliefs are standing in your own way and you're at war with that flow. That's why you feel stressed. That's why you worry. That's why you trick yourself into believing that you're not good enough and that you're not smart enough or that you're not creative enough. All that's bullshit. It's a lie that was inserted into your brain by a, wor by a world around you that has lost its connection to that abundant loving flow. 
That world needs you so badly. That world needs, needs you to free it from its lack of flow, from its blocks and limitations, from the illusion. The world needs you to actually live and be an example of the abundant flow that brings forward moving ideas and new revelations to existence. That's the only way the world keeps evolving. Not long ago, I got to see firsthand in a very obvious way, someone who blocked that abundant flow from coming into their life of their patterns of limitations and lack. Is this the piano? Yes, this is the piano story. The story is so, so, so good. All right. I recently felt a calling to really learn how to play piano well. So I got excited about making a commitment to take piano lessons every single day for six months. I Googled uh, piano teachers in my area and called the first one who popped up. We talked for a little bit and I told him who I was and he got all excited because he knew me and my work and was starting to get into working on himself in this way. He was starting to get into working on himself in this way. Okay, cool. He was inspired and saw this as a huge synchronicity as he was looking for new clients and also wanted to change his life. So this was an amazing opportunity. So far, so good. Two days later, he came over to the house in a much different mood. He seemed kind of irritated. He was complaining about how hard his life is and for some reason he started telling me about all the people who owe him money. I offered him a few perspectives. You're talking to the money king about people who owe you money. I offered him a few perspectives on things that I could see around some of the issues that he was having, but he wasn't interested in hearing it. The vibration was feeling so off that when I started to feel hesitant about working with him and I had agreed to do at least one lesson. So we started anyway and he asked me about what my goals were in playing piano. I showed him some of the music that I would like to play and he told me that it sucked and that, that it sucked and I wouldn't be able to play like that anytime soon. Even though I know everything is perfect and meant to be, this wasn't a great lesson. So we finished the lesson and after he left, I paid him for the lesson through PayPal. Shortly after that, I got an angry message for him that he was upset about a $2.50 fee that he had to pay to PayPal to receive that money. As he complained to me about the fee, what he couldn't see or he couldn't remember was that I had told him I was prepared to hire him for lessons every single day for the next six months. I was about to write him a check for thousands of dollars for over a hundred lessons. After what I experienced in that first lesson, I realized it probably didn't align for us to work together in the long term. It was fascinating to me how he was telling me about all his money problems and focusing on the $2.50 fee while completely overlooking the huge amount of money that could have come from being present in the moment that he was in, if he would have just freaking listened. Money was trying to come to him, and all he had to do was receive it. I love that story, man. This whole thing was kind of shocking to me, but it made me think of how many places in my life I'm missing opportunities that are right in front of me and blocked by my limited awareness. Ask yourself, how many times have you not been able to receive what life is trying to give you because you're caught up in a story of lack? Can you think of a time where life was trying to give you peace, but you chose to argue with a loved one? Or can you remember of a time where your creativity could have been flowing through you, but you're busy stressing about the guy who cut you off earlier? Are you, can you think about a time where you could have called and connected with someone you haven't spoken to in a long time, but you're too caught up with what your ex was doing? What's trying to happen right now? What peace or positivity, what peace or possibility or creativity or forgiveness is trying to come through you right this second with all those things you're thinking of? Are you willing to receive it or are you focused on the problem that might not exist if you stopped focusing on it? 
This flow of abundance is waiting to lift each one of us into a new level of freedom as soon as you release the unconscious limitations that keep you anchored to your problems. But first, we have to actually change our value by doing real internal work. This isn't, this isn't changing you so that you can be a space that receives more abundance. This is you changing so that you can reflect to others more of what they truly are and we can stop competing with each other and all feel the connected flow of energy that we all are. People would never argue over petty things, hurt, manipulate, or screw anyone else over if they could actually feel the abundant flow that they are. This ability to give something that is true that is in true service is where you become unbelievably valuable and bring something to the world that it truly needs. All right, we're at the end of the chapter. I told you guys this was a little bit of a longer one, but man, it was good. So the exercise is for you to raise your value right now. Learn to teach learn to teach piano really well and then give me a call. I still need a teacher. Also, sit for a while on the vibration of you being worth a massive amount of money. It could I would really recommend an hour, but I'll leave exactly how long up to you. Know that the longer you go, the more effective it's going to be. So choose the amount of time based on how much you want to raise your value. So for however long you feel, just sit. Breathe deeply. Envision what it would feel like and who you would have to become to be worth a lot of money. And the amount, I'll leave it up to you too. But create an amount that's exciting and way beyond what you see yourself worth currently. Don't look for how you might be able to create that amount of money. Don't look for the how. Don't look for the how. Instead, just experience the feeling of what it would feel like in your body to have complete real life evidence that you're worth that much. Dismiss the how and just feel. For my overthinkers, it's going to be really freaking hard. <laughs> Dismiss the how and just feel. I'm also not saying to imagine what it would be like to have millions of dollars or to picture what house you're going to live in or what car you're going to drive. Only to ask yourself what it would feel like to be receiving on that level of worthiness and value. You might discover at first that it would feel exciting and then eventually it might become a common normal feeling. That's what you're looking for, for it to be normal for you to be worth such a huge amount. This is the place where you begin to think, act and move like someone who's bringing massive value to the world. And that's when the evidence of your new value starts to show up all around you. Mic drop this. Ugh, this chapter is so good. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you actually do the assignment. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening and watching. If you made it to the end, you're a real one. God bless you.